0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Mymac Podcasting Network.
1: Tech Fan Podcast number 444. The 34s David.
0: 34s is that mystically significant or is there it no is, such thing yes. as
1: mystical significance? Well, it's 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 significant if you're holding a plastic crystal in your left hand <laughs> on the third Tuesday in November. <laughs> so we passed it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just it means nothing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it just means so, we've
0: been doing this for a long time, and um, yes, and much long, much long do time. I enjoy it. I, yes. yes.
1: Well, we just spent a half hour talking about religion before we actually hit the record button. Yep. And uh, it feels like we've been doing the show for a while already today. So let's jump right into the tech stuff. It is uh, in here in the U.S. the week of Thanksgiving. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, went and visited families, and I'm hoping that they did it responsibly and wore masks. And I know that is. A horseshit because they didn't <laughs> yeah um but i'm hoping you didn't spread covid because of course you don't have covid and you don't know anybody who has covid so it's uh you, you know it's gonna be bad yeah um but my family we stayed at home we uh cooked way too much food and um you know we didn't go anywhere yeah and it's, we're trying to be responsible we would have loved to get together with you know the extended family and both sides my dad and 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 julie's parents but we didn't do that um we did make too much food so we took some food to our neighbor who she lives by herself she's elderly right um you know we've lived next to her for 21 years now and uh we love her and we didn't think she was going to have a big thanksgiving dinner or anything and we were correct um so we we took her probably at least two dinners worth of Mm -hmm. food Uh, but my favorite thing about this holiday season is the cold turkey sandwiches. Yeah. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Love them so much. Um, but because of Thanksgiving, we have black Friday and unfortunately I had to work black Friday. And for those who wonder, he's like, Hey Tim, you're talking about, you know, you didn't go see your family and stuff, but you're working and you're meeting people all the time. Yes. But we're very, um, distance conscience. Uh, I don't get in cars with people. Everybody wears masks. I have a big screen between me and the customers at my in my office. We're very as safe as you can possibly be. And yeah, still, and and you, know, you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't have those at the Thanksgiving right. dinner table, would you?
1: I mean, you could <laughs> <It'd> be awkward. <laughs> pass some potatoes around my screen, please. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Remind me to tell you about the cat later. All right. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, Black Friday. And unfortunately, uh, I, like I said, I, I did have to work. I was busy. But I noticed almost all the stores that were open, which is most of them, were way, way busy. And I was just thinking, how stupid. Just, you know, it, it's a smaller store, and there's probably 100 cars in the parking lot. Yeah, And you know they're all shoulder-to-shoulder in there. Just, just stupid. Um, I think the Black Friday... I've probably got five hundred emails in the last two weeks about Black Friday yeah. from online retailers. But funny, funnily enough, the one I'm not getting hardly anything from is Amazon. Yeah, Best Buy goes crazy with it; they're just all uh, every day. Yeah, uh, but Amazon—they're not really sending out a whole lot of email on anything. But yet, everybody knows what Amazon has on sale because every website posts it. Yeah, so uh, th- that's interesting. And the, the problem
0: with Black Friday is anybody who's who's kind of ever looked at this knows that the majority of the uh, air quotes deals you get in black friday are not really deals at all they're either stuff that's no. been pumped up in price before the season so they can be artificially reduced um and the comp- and they, they still make a profit or alternatively um you know it's a standard reduction that's generally available a lot of the time around there are not the a lot, a lot there's, of packs, but there's a reputation yeah. that there's absolutely awesome deals available and most of the time they're not um, particularly this year. Where I, I, it people used have been to be better. You go back year. 10
1: years. You go back 10 years, though, there yeah. was some really. But it would be like two or three things and very limited supplies at certain stores. Yeah. You can get a big screen TV for $150. Yeah, but the the target that had it had seven of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, and of course. You
1: know, and there's 180 people waiting in line. Yeah, and the
0: reality now is that actually the overall cost of, of the co- sort of things we like to buy, the gadgets, is generally driven down anything the margins on most things are so wafer thin it's very difficult for anybody to really offer them at at a huge reduction um and yeah you can talk about big screen tv as an example i mean you can pick up one of those for very little money now um you know even brand new anytime you want you can go into one of these these big box stores um and if you're not particularly fussed about brand or quality you can walk out of there with
1: a big screen tv for a couple of hundred dollars yeah, you know. I saw a sale for a 70-inch Samsung for like 299 yeah. or 399 I was like, wow, that's a gigantic television you know? for n- next to nothing. Yeah. And even if it only lasts two or three years, hell, buy two of them that's and you got right. the replacement. Yeah,
0: and, but, and you know. Black Friday used to be, you know, because back in the days when those things cost over $1,000 each, you know, and you could get one for half price, that was a big deal. But it, th- those that doesn't really exist anymore. So, no. um,
1: and Black Friday started in our lifetime. There was no such thing as really a Black Friday sale when we were growing up in the 70s. Well, not only that, there's no big um, giant, it, it, it's only
0: been here in the UK for the last five, six years before that, and it didn't yeah. exist. And now it's been, thank, you know, thanks to globalization well, it, and the internet, and it's kind of been adopted right, here.
1: You guys, yeah. Well, I, my memories are, and maybe I'm wrong, um, it didn't start until late 80s early 90s where it started becoming a thing where some stores were going to have a big sale on the day after thanksgiving but i remember in the early 80s and the 70s that the big thing was you go to see a movie hmm. either thanksgiving day after supper uh, or the next day yeah like a big movie was going to open and i remember how many people would go to the movie theater on those days it was huge. It was one of the biggest days of the year for, to go see a movie. Yeah. And Hollywood knew that, so they would always have the big tentpole movie opening that weekend, the Christmas yeah. movie. Well, it's
0: the same here. Um, the, the, here uh, only here it's never been Thanksgiving. It's always been the day after Christmas Day because uh, we have a, a public holiday the day after Christmas Day called Boxing Day here. And that was the yep. day when… It's not some Mike Tyson
1: comes and beats people up.
0: <laughs> that was the day that <laughs> a lot. Of, nobody really knows why it's called Boxing Day. There are varying theories, um, but those are the. That was the day when um, obviously you often had family rounds, so it was always a big movie day on Boxing Day. So you, yeah, the studios will put a Christmas movie in. Star Wars, like the original Star Wars, came out of Christmas, as I recall. Um, not here. Uh, I'm pretty sure, well maybe it was re-released here Christmas that year.
1: Yeah, because it was in May yeah, of 1977 here.
0: I'm pretty sure I remember going to see it at Christmas, unless I'm thinking of one of the other ones. Anyway, um, movies are a big thing. There's a, it's a very big football calendar, soccer calendar on Boxing Day. Um, so a lot of people go and see the football on Boxing Day. Uh, and then yes, not all stores, but certain stores would start their post-Christmas sales on Boxing Day and would open on Boxing Day. So that you could what? you could do the thing where you go and line up out you know line up in the small hours outside the, sh- the store to get in the getting the first few people to get the uh, you know the the headline sale like the big TV at half price or something like that. That again, I mean, even back then when I remember this, everybody knew that those were, there were only a few of
1: those. You know, it's, I got to know when Star Wars was released now because you think I would know that. My guess is something like May. 25th or 29th or something. Let's find out. Hey, Siri. Don't <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Siri. Mm-hmm. All right. When was the original Star Wars released?
0: Which one? Here are some options Star Wars, The Clone Wars.
1: No, the original Star, yeah.
0: Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Star Wars, A New Hope was released the 25th of May, 1977.
1: Yeah, didn't yeah. I say May 25th? Yeah.
0: Was that right? You did, yeah. <laughs> Whereas here, oh, here we go. So in the UK, my, 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 in the UK, it was re- released on the twenty seventh of December, nineteen seventy seven. Yep. So we were both right. <laughs> yeah. Because that was, doesn't happen all often. That was back in the day when um, it was normally a few months between <laughs> uh, movies yeah. coming out in the U- That's UK. That's more than a few. Yeah. Here. Movies coming out in the US and, and movies coming out in the UK. But yeah, I was right, 27th Well, they December. had to
1: do the translation where they give all the good guys British accents <laughs> and all the bad guys American accents for the UK version. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> would have <been.
0: laughs>
1: uh, Speaking of... Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader died.
0: He did, yeah, David Prowse, the original, um, he was the body actor for Darth Vader because he had this really thick West Country accent, kind of, it's the yeah. English version of the, uh, it's often mocked, I, I, for anybody listening to us from the West Country, I don't mean this, but it's often mocked as being a country bumpkin type accent in the UK.
1: Yeah, it'd be like hearing a Southern accent. Exactly, yeah, uh, and so... Luke, I am your father, <laughs> you know. <it laughs> no, way, well, yeah,
0: so, um, Apparently, it, when he got the job, he got the job for his physicality. Um, but they—they they always decided they were going to replace his voice with somebody else. Yeah, he
1: didn't—he didn't know that though. Uh, well, so, I saw early interviews where he was not pleased that his voice was dubbed, well, and I saw footage where he's speaking the lines, and you're like, Ugh, "Well, yeah, you know." He, so
0: here's the thing: this is where things start to come into an urban myth, potentially because. I find I, I it very difficult. I-, I saw an interview. I f- well, yeah, I I believe he said it, but whether he actually knew it and believed it at the time is a different matter. Yeah. It could well have That's all true. been a... Because let's face it, when they made that movie, um, nobody was expecting it to blow up like it did. It was just no. a job. Yeah. And I'm quite sure that back at the time when they said, look, you know, we we may... Whether look whether they skirted around it, whether it was written in his contract or whether, but when they said we made redub your voice, he probably went, yeah, sure, fine, whatever, it's a job, yeah. And then it yep. then it turned into a multi million dollar movie, and all of a sudden he's saying, well, you know, I want my recognition, I want my cut, I want my my dues, you know, I want my uh, fees. So,
1: um, have you ever seen the footage with him talking? I have. Yeah, and it's not pretty. It's real, you know. No, it's bad. you know. Look, it, the, it, it, that, and quite honestly, if if they would have left that like that, the movie would have failed. Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah, well, that, I mean, well, that, that's Darth Vader was was and is one of the most iconic bad guys of all time, and, and that is and yeah, a that huge is part of that is the presence, which is the way he stands, the way he moves. You, I, I could always tell a real Darth Vader from the fake Darth Vader, um, because David Prose. The way he moved and carried himself, it, it, it was iconic. And then you combine that with James Earl Jones's voice, and there's no there's no ambiguity on that's Darth Vader. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the people that do you know the the body work for Vader now um, is bad or anything. It's just I know that's not. The original Darth Vader. I can, I can feel it. I can see it. I can sense it. That's not Vader. Yeah. And he, he physically embodied who Darth Vader really was.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, I think because of the mask, yeah, he was, he felt, he felt hard done by. He was trying to build a proper acting career, and um, I, I think people didn't take him seriously because they heard, oh, this guy's accent was so bad. They had to replace his voice. Um, and yeah. I, I think it always. Kind of weighed him down a little bit. Um, the yeah. biggest thing he did after that was a series of um, road safety adverts here in the UK, where he played a character called the Green Cross Man, who was like a like a superhero, helped you cross the road. Um, so his career did not, you know. Uh, didn't it, it didn't accelerate to thespian the thespian heights i think he was hoping for but
1: nevertheless yeah, i heard that he to, made more money in 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 appearances yeah. later in life than he ever made. exactly actually yeah
0: and again who knew that was coming that star wars would turn yeah. into the cultural phenomenon where you could have a show about the movies and you could turn up and make appearance fees nobody knew that either well
1: you know I, and i also think that it's it's kind of awesome that he will be remembered forever is darth vader exactly um yes he's a bad guy darth vader's a bad guy but he is redeemed at the end i guess i mean after slaughter you know what doesn't, you that. know what
0: the bad guys sure. the bad guys are more always more memorable in the public imagination than the good guys you know and darth vader kind uh, of i don't think darth think kate so. darth vader kind of proves that really you know I don't everybody think so. even people I, I, who don't follow star wars that.
1: know who darth vader is jesus christ would disagree <laughs> with you david <laughs> Well So would Superman And and Spider Man. Jesus
0: Christ just and Wolverine. Jesus Christ just needed a better agent, that's all.
1: Oh he had a bad agent. Yeah, because he should've
0: the scripts really needed a bit of polishing. (laughs) Yep.
1: Uh anyways, um let's get (laughs) I, I watched the did did you see that Mike Tyson was gonna fight? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I yeah, was. It, I I wasn't it. really interested in watching it because who wants to watch two? I kind of was. Over, over the hill guys beat up on each other. You know.
1: Yeah, they didn't really. Um, I knew who Roy Jones Junior. is. I watched his boxing a lot growing up. I mean, and he was he was an amazing boxer. I mean, he he was he wasn't the fastest or the strongest or anything, but he had the entire package and. Yeah. The way he moved around the ring, he was just a he was a general in the ring, and he could hurt you from any angle. And Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson. Yeah, um, you know he's fifty four, and Roy Jones Junior. is fifty one, and they weigh about the same. There's only ten pound different. They're about the same height. Uh, so I was actually interested in this, and it looked like Tyson was taking it serious. And I there was never a doubt in my mind that Roy Jones Junior. would take it serious. So I watched this boxing match and I, I i'm glad i watched it but it was pretty much not very memorable yeah um jones did not want to mix it up with tyson all he did was hit a few times get hit a few times and then wrapped up tyson yeah and there were two minute rounds for and there was eight rounds so just when you feel like tyson's starting to get the range through the will ring yeah and it, it they call it a draw but if i had to score it myself i would say tyson probably won because he was the aggressor roy jones jr was either running from him throwing weak shots or holding him, yeah and he was gassed after one round. Uh, well and tyson well but you say that but tyson's older and he never got gassed yeah. i watched that whole fight and tyson was uh getting frustrated in the last round he wanted to mix it up he wanted to go and yeah. jones wanted none of them See. It was, Snoop Dogg said it was like two of my uncles fighting at a barbecue yeah he kept saying it he was saying that during the broadcast The like, get him unk um, it was it was kind of it, I don't want to say it was sad because there's no reason a 50 something year old can't fight you and I are 50 something although I don't want to fight <laughs> um, you know and, and the mind and the body aren't always on the same page no, they're not. Your body's like, yeah. I'm too old for this shit, as in, in a really uh, Danny Glover uh, kind of way. I would say for both and, of them. And your it, your brain is like, let's go. Yeah, I would
0: say for both of them,
1: it's probably a good idea. They
0: didn't really mix it up because at the end of the day, they are in their fifties. It's.
1: I think I think it's good for Roy Jones Jr. that he didn't really mix it up because I think he would have got his ass knocked out. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he could have taken. Uh, look, you could say, okay, Tyson's 54 years old he would knock you and I out oh, yeah. at the same time <laughs> with his left hand. Yeah.
0: I mean this is we are still talking about um elite sportsmen here. We're not talking about yes. you know, guys in the street. But I no. I, I just think you that's, know boxing is that man was boxing is such a oh. it, it is a dangerous sport. It has an element of danger oh, no to question. it. And I, and I I think the problem with these exhibition matches is it would be awful if somebody seriously got hurt.
1: You know. Look they they call it an exhibition match so they can get you know approval but it wasn't an exhibition yeah. match they they went out there to fight yeah. they were gonna they were gonna but i think jones didn't look like he was in that great of shape and he gassed himself really quick so yeah. I, I i do question his commitment to it but tyson for for being someone just slightly older than me was ripped yeah. and in great shape and you know he never really i was worried that you know if things go badly he's gonna revert to the old mike tyson where he loses his cool and yeah but it never happened um i mean he was getting a little pissed off at the end there but that was more for the fact that i think he was regretting the shorter rounds and the shorter bout and the guy not wanting to fight yeah yet. you know but it, i'm i enjoyed watching it um so it was that on pay per view? Was think, it? yeah it was yeah um i think that the lesson to take away from this is you can't relive your youth no matter how much you want to yeah you know i do it by you know with my old arcade machines and stuff like that um but we all have our kind of ways that we want to connect with the people that we used to be.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you you do have to recognize sometimes that you have limitations. I play video games and I suck at them now compared to what I did, what, the way I oh, did yeah. my 20s. Um, yeah. I'm just not as, you know, obviously it's lack of practice, lack of time, but also uh, I don't think I'm just as good at them as I used to be. Um, oh. So, you know, but I, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to pay, play them on the. Uh, on the uh you know slightly easier settings and take longer to finish them and i always laugh you know somebody new game comes out and says oh there's only 10 hours of gameplay and he's like i've been playing that thing for six months and i still not been it.
1: <laughs> well my son's always talking about watching speed runs and he likes to try them himself and i'm like does it, it speed run is you just go through it as fast as humanly possible don't you want to kind of take your time and enjoy the game and and look at it and experience it. And fe- no, they just want to get through it as quickly as uh, possible. Yeah, the
0: thing is, the guys who do the speed runs, the guys who, who've already been through the game multiple times, I mean, that's how you, yeah. you, you get good at it. And they've they've had the enjoyment. Yeah. The difficulty is well, he watches somebody YouTube sees that on YouTube and goes, I want to copy that, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyways, um, I you've got some stuff that we're going to talk about here, but let's start with, in our show notes, the first one that I put in there. Yep. The only one I put in there. Yeah. Um, look there's a lot of division right now all over the place but specifically conservatives not being happy with having what they say is their free speech trampled by social media companies that when they post something which is not true it's marked as you know not true as such (laughs) that's not true and they and they hate it they hate someone calling them a liar because they know it's a lie they, they 100% know it's a lie, but they want to believe it desperately. Yep. Um, and so a lot of them, especially the hardcore, and, and the, not just Republicans, but I'm talking about the hardcore, like, far-right wing. Oh, yeah, when I was just say, that it say starts it that with the
0: Republicans, but then actually then, you know, the people who are far farther to the right, right. arrive
1: as well, you know. Because a normal Republican, a normal Democrat can get along just fine. They yeah. just disagree on a few things. But they're still... In the U.S., are still Americans. You know, hmm. they can still sit down and have dinner and tell jokes and have a good time and enjoy the same things. They just disagree on some policies, and that's fine. And in fact, I think a country is better when there is disagreement and you come to a common ground and you move forward. No one's going to be a hundred percent happy, but no one's going to be a hundred percent mad either. That's the way it's supposed to work. But there are both on the left and right, the far right and the far left. Extremists that look at the other side as enemies, and unfortunately, it seems like the far right is taking things to violent extremes, and so they're moving off of or supplementing, anyways, uh, their Facebook and their Twitter accounts with this new system called Parlor. Yeah, and it's supposedly about free speech, but uh, and I haven't signed up for it, so this is secondhand knowledge as far as I'm concerned. But everything I've read about it is is become now the home to Nazis, uh, white supremists, QAnon, um, QAnon's QAnon. in there,
0: yeah. All the anti-C mines have turned up there. Yeah. So
1: and, and the mega people, mega people, yeah, the hardcore mega. That's people. right.
0: You know, a lot of uh, in uh, Nazi type stuff. Um, yep. Apparently, um, look, I suspect you're going to get that. You're always going to get that if you say you're not going to modulate the language if you are going to be true free speech i mean you know let's
1: everybody with a brain but it's not because they will if it's something illegal or against their community guidelines like you know porn or videos of death they're going to take it well
0: down. I'll, well it depends are they are they not i mean this is
1: uh, th- yeah they have been right okay if so, it's illegal they will report so, so
0: so here again immediately it starts kind of chipping away at at uh, at its at its kind of core, cool, supposed core cool thing anyway, which is, you know, if you if you allow free speech, I don't think you should be allowed to talk about doing something illegal. If, if it really is free speech, there may be consequences to that, but to... To say, oh, we, we don't allow that allow that here is immediately starting straight down the the, the supposed slippery slope that these guys accuse yeah. Twitter and Facebook of being, which is moderating the content, um or they would call centering the content. This is the difficulty. Right. You can you can't have a town square that allows anybody to say anything. Yeah. And and then and then go, Oh well I don't like that. That's the that's the difficult and that's why ultimately Twitter and Facebook and everything have moved over the years to moderate more and more of what people say because they want to keep it a community that's not to- that's not too toxic even though that you can argue how successful they've been the difficulty with this is that a lot of the a lot of the more unsavory people on on systems like Parler and on 4chan and 8chan and stuff like that is they, the reason they go there is because that's the only place place they can state their views without being immediately banned so it's always going to turn those people up and yeah. you know the the problem then is that is that there's a there's a fundamental mismatch that the anarchists want to say whatever they want to say because they like voicing their kind you know somewhat uh, really uh, really horrible horrible views and at this but at the same time they're then being mixed with people who are. More moderate, even though the, you and I might say they're they're kind of you know far to the right, but they're more moderate people. The difficulty then is it, it becomes an echo chamber, and over time it gets worse and worse and worse. And a lot of the more moderate people will pick up. The QAnons are a very good example of this. Will pick up these more crazy ideas, the conspiracy theories, the you know the the the, the more dangerous stuff, and and start thinking it's true. So th- that's the problem. But you can't. You know, what well, what are you gonna do? You can't say somebody shouldn't have a have a place to say it, I guess. You know, but I, no. I don't I think that to, to to claim it's true free speech is not. I mean free speech is is actually all about the right to say something without the government coming to you. It's not Right. It's not you know, this is the problem, is that people think free speech means you should be able to go wherever you want and say whatever you want and not have people say, I don't want you to do that here you know, walk into Costco and take your mask off and say it's a free speech issue. It's like, no, it isn't. It's a private company. Um, And uh, they have a perfect right to kick you out, just in the same way that I can't walk into a far-right person's living room and start um, berating them for their ideas. (laughs) Because, you Mm -hmm. know, it's their space. It's not mine. And they have a right not to have me there.
1: Yep. You know? And so, you know, I look at sites like, well, this one, for instance, uh, that I I, honestly, I have zero interest in in joining Parlor. It's probably exactly the opposite of what I want to spend my time reading uh, or interacting with people who will have, you know, the the white supremacists and those kind of people. uh, It's the opposite of who I am and what I want to surround myself with. So, but by the same token, yeah. If you want to believe that stuff, feel free. The moment you start acting out on that, i.e., you know, violence against other people, that's where I have a problem. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I look. I, I I don't think these things succeed long term no. because society rejects hate. I, at least I
0: I think I think a lot of it. Yeah, does. I think that's the difficulty with any of these things is that. Um, Basically, what will happen with with parlour? There was one a couple of years ago that that was also trying to do this. I remember, um, mm-hmm. and they don't last. And the reason they don't last is, first of all, they can't really get at a critical mass because there's not enough people who are interested in only going to that place on the internet. Let's face it, an awful lot of people who have um, re- views that are that are further to the further to the right or left of centre. Yeah, they don't really just want to talk about it inside their own bubble. They actually right. want to. They, they enjoy pushing that those views yep. into regular people's faces. You can't do yep. that on parlor. You can do that on Twitter and Facebook. They want to have arguments with people, uh, either because they get a kick out of the arguments, or they, it makes them feel less insecure by um, by lording it over people and laughing at them and disagreeing with them as they laugh at them or alternatively they generally want to say well this is what I believe and I hope more people believe it so um, yep. you can't do that in parlor and 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 you know very often these places as well because they've got such a broad range of people with different views and people who have very extreme views they often factionalize very quickly people will fall out yep. uh, people will argue people will disagree about what's what's right or not right on the platform people will get upset because a certain person who's been there for a while has suddenly been banned um for something they've done um and and basically they, they when you when you get the factions then the, the critical mass thing goes down even more these sites have to make advertising money to to maintain operation
1: and the, and no advertiser worth outside the my pillow um wants to advertise to extremists. No, well it's it's yeah. just bad business. It
0: works on a small level. You look at um, InfoWars for instance, the Alec Jones things, that, and that kind of self sustained because he's he's peddling pyramid products and, and placebos sure. and stuff like that to people who who believe believe his shtick. But the thing is the amount of time he has to devote to um, publicising those products on his shows. Yeah, I mean, it's quite its quite a very high proportion of the time he spends talking is about him peddling his own products. Again, you can't do that yeah. on, on something like parlor So, um, yeah, it probably won't succeed. And you know what? If it does, fine. It's a place for those people to go and talk to each other. You know, I mean, that is part of the principles of free speech. Whether it's going to change the world, um, whether it's going to sustain... Uh, the, the Trump voters or anything, who the hell knows? I mean, I, I, we, we don't know from day to day what's happening at the moment, too, so,
1: you know. Oh, it's a nutty, crazy place. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, kind of nutty, that you bought a first-generation Mac. Oh. You got a MacBook Air with the M1 chip. That's a, Why would you buy the first-generation? That's a Come creaky on, segue, man. man. That really is. <laughs> I know. I was looking for something. Yeah.
0: I did. Um, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I'd sold my old MacBook and Pro, uh, which was yep. which was a, a 2019 MacBook Pro um, to
1: get this, which I'm sure the owner is very happy with right now.
0: Uh, well, they're not because they've never received it because UPS lost it in the mail. So I'm <laughs> they were <laughs> that was a good setup. they were um, yeah I've had to refund them obviously and now I have to wait the months it will take for UPS to refund me for the for the parcel. I've got a feeling somebody stole it. It, it. Don't you always worry this time of year that you know the. Um, Parcel carrying companies they hire a lot of extra workers cuz they know they're going to be busy and then a, lot, a yep. good percentage of those people figure out how to steal stuff once or twice before they get found out and fired. Oh,
1: I I yeah, I
0: yes. Yeah. And then they go brag about it on parlor. <laughs> well, maybe maybe not. Anyway, um yeah, the the, the guy emailed me and said um uh, you know, I've not sent this, I thought, I thought that's strange, you've not sent it, or I've not received it, and then it turned out he'd been driving UPS man trying to get a delivery date from them, and they wouldn't talk to him, because they, he he wasn't the the sender I was, so uh, I got on to them, and um, yeah, it's just going through their process, I'm kind of sad about that really, but um, yes, but I bought the new one, and um, I ordered it after the presentation, because I was really impressed with the presentation, and I have to say, you know, the reviews really are right, this is This is probably the best laptop Apple have ever made, and if you've got if if you if you're perfectly happy with your computer, you're fine. Then fine. You don't need to buy one of these. But if you've got even the slightest inkling of thinking, oh, you know what? I'd like a faster computer or anything like that. This basically makes every single thing about your current computer, no matter what model it is, better. It's so.
1: Let's start. Let's start uh, with speed. Um, how does it feel even the finder everything just feels faster or does it feel about the same no it's it's definitely faster
0: i mean you do get the occasional hiccup because you're you're doing a lot of translation stuff like that so you know depending on the programs you're running sometimes you'll see a little bit of a beach ball but general operation is extremely fast i was a little bit Nervous about seeing that because you know I thought some of this could be Big Sur because it comes with Big Sur on it, which I've not had on my machines before. But but it's generally is very very zippy. Um, file that tr- the, the um, I think part of that is the SSD is extremely fast. It's much faster in this than my old computer. Um, um, but you know things like I can take a one gigabyte zip file and um, and expand it now on my old computer, which was a, a quad core i five. 1.4 gigahertz, uh, eight giga RAM. So it was it was a it was one step up from the entry level model,
1: I think. Um, yeah, but pretty comparable spec wise to what you got now. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. And well, that, that was a MacBook Pro. This is a MacBook Air. So um, it was supposed to be better, and I think it was better than the old Air. So expanding a one gig zip file to the SSD on that will take I don't know maybe ten seconds, something like this. This takes about a second. So I mean, wow. in that, it's substantially faster. <clears throat> the the thing that gets me about this is that most of the software I'm running is running in Rosetta 2.
1: Yeah. The, the Which is translation software. It's not emulation. Yeah, it's
0: basically converting the executables on the fly into something that runs on ARM64 and then it's running them. And then if it needs anything else out of the package as you're using it, it kind of does that in the background. It's extremely clever. Now, I've done this on an ARM Windows computer and on there, it's noticeably slower than the regular ARM software. On this, it's so fast. Basically, I, I'm pretty sure that, 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 that the the tasks I'm doing in it, the, the, the big things that I do that, that I notice the speed are um, <clears throat> importing stuff off my roadcaster after we finish the show. It it does con- some conversion doing that because the roadcaster records in like a PolyWav file. And so when I import it to my computer, it has to split that out into the separate files, and they're pretty big. They're about a gigabyte for each, per for each channel per show. So that's quite a big operation. That is um, round about as fast as my i5 was. Bearing in mind it's doing that in under Rosetta, that's really impressive. Then um, I I run it through the levelator, my my channel through the levelator. That is faster than it took on my old computer only it's not quite as smooth the old one was kind of consistent with love later on on this it kind of will do 20 30 percent then it'll pause briefly and then it will do some more and then it'll pause briefly again but over the overall time to do that is faster under this rosetta thing than It was on my i5 and then converting them to mp3 which i use a, a program from marco arment called forecast for that um, yep. And that is also running in Rose- in Rosetta two, and that is faster than it was on my native Intel machine. So,
1: so heat? There is none. How, there's <laughs> there none. Is none. I have not. So you're doing all that stuff. You're converting files, big files at that. Yeah. Uh, writing it right to the SSD. Yeah. Uh, that's converting audio and and exporting audio and video is pretty intensive when it comes to the processor. They're better than it used to be, say ten years ago. But still, that's that takes yeah. a little bit of uh, um, numbers crunching yeah. with the processor. Uh, you're not seeing any heat build up from that. I can't at all?
0: notice any heat build up at all. So the machine wow. the machine feels dead cold to me all the time. Um, like I've got it next to me at the moment. It's warm in the corner where I'm. It's plugged into the charger at the moment. Um, so so it's slightly warm over there. But even there, not particularly warm. Um, and the rest of it, yeah, is dead cold all the time. And the first, probably one of the first things I did with this machine, <clears throat> the day I received it, was that evening. Um, uh, Alexandra and I were on a BBC TV show. So we did a uh, three and a half hour Zoom call. Um, and at the same time, we also had a separate audio stream running because we were actually on on in the on-screen audience for the TV show. So, I saw it. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: So that meant that um, only because you sent me a link. I mean, it wasn't a show that I watch every
0: day, but yeah, yeah. It's mock, mock the week. For anyone in Britain will know it's it's basically it's it's a little bit it's like it's a comedy panel show about the news. Yeah, um, and yeah, this what what they did is is they had they had probably about thirty different households on Zoom who they had a big screens in the studio. Um, and we were using Zoom to see what, what the camera feed was, so we could see the show being recorded. At the same time, because we were going to be on screen, they needed to hear our reaction. So we had a separate audio stream running, not in Zoom, in a different application, um, that was running in Chrome. They told us we had to use Google Chrome for that because it was the only app, that the, the only browser that um, the audio platform the BBC use supports. So I had Zoom running in one window full screen and I had Google Chrome running in Rosetta on a second, in the second, as a second application, run, basically taking my microphone feed so they could hear us clapping and laughing. So we had that running for three and a half hours. Yeah. The machine did not hit that for a start. So all of that was in emulation, in translation. The machine did not miss a beat with that at all. It was perfectly happy with that. Um, And uh, there was no heat. And obviously this particular computer has no fans, so there would have been no fans. But I tell you from using Zoom on a regular Windows computer uh, and using it on my own Mac occasionally is that normally when you're in Zoom, after about five minutes, the fans kick up and don't turn off for the rest of the call. So, yep. that, and, and also I did all of that on, um, I think it was about 70% battery when I started. And after three and a half hours... Well, that was... Yeah, after three and a half that hours... That was of, the next question. Yeah, three and a half hours of doing that in emulation, in translation... I must not say emulation because it isn't emulation. Um, the battery was down to about forty percent, and
1: the screen was on the it's whole not time bad for three and a half hours. Yeah,
0: now three do three and a half hours on an Intel Mac using Zoom. Yeah, and it, you better make sure it's fully charged if you're doing on battery because there. The, there won't be much battery left when it's done.
1: So yeah. it sounds like, with your limited one week with the device. You're impressed so far.
0: I, I I tell you, I think it's the, the most um, – it's it's like having a computer from the future. I mean, every because everything is better with no compromises. It, it really is. You know, I mean, there is nothing you can dig it for. The price is the same. The performance the, – there are benchmarks going around saying that even this entry-level MacBook Air, it's basically the same computer in all three, in the Mac Mini – in the MacBook Pro, and this, the only difference is the cooling system. So, um, basically, the the chip in here is it, it will it will easily outperform um, a three and a half thousand dollar MacBook 16 inch MacBook Pro. You know, with the with the top end quad core processors in an i nine, it it just is faster than that. And so you you go, all right. So there must be a compromise there. So the cooling, no, the cooling's fine too. All right, what about the battery life? No, the battery life way longer than you had before. You know, oh well, they must have compromised on the case. No, it's exactly the same case you had before. Yeah, there's not. There is absolutely everything is just better. Everything is just better.
1: Yeah, and so do you, so with the M1 chip. You know, um, they haven't moved the entire line. The, yeah. the MacBook Pros, uh, larger size screens, the iMacs, and the Mac Pros all still have to make the the yeah. jump. Uh, and I think we'll see all three of the this time next year everything will be it's a, it'll be a hundred percent Apple Silicon. Um, do you think that Apple is going to be able to stay on top of that uh, curve when it comes to speed? Because that's one of the big reasons that they moved away from Intel because Intel couldn't seem to to keep to a schedule. Yeah. They were hitting you know too many issues um, whether it was scalability or downsizing or power management which was a huge one for them do you think Apple's keeping it in house with both software and hardware now do you think that is the right move along to to kind of control their own destiny I think so I don't
0: think anybody was expecting this first round of computers to be as good as they are
1: Um, I'll be honest with you as someone who didn't really have any desire to get a first gen processor like this you know i wasn't i didn't jump right into the power pc i stayed with the the, you know the older chips at the time Uh, and i wasn't the first either to go to intel on the mac i waited a little while on that as well Um, and my hesitancy proved fruitful because the first generation of both of those chips weren't weren't great yeah way too many compromises i haven't seen one review yet that the reviewer, and these are from trusted sources, not an Amazon review. Yeah. Uh, trusted sources—they are all saying, including you now—that there is no reason not to go ahead and jump to the M1 chip because there isn't any compromises and everything is better. Yeah,
0: unless, unless you want to virtualize Windows—that's the only thing it can't do. So, um,
1: and I think that's a, such a small number of people yeah. now compared to the way it was. 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, I think less and less and less people are tied to running a virtual windows machine. You just don't hear about it anymore because people just generally don't, they don't really need it. And most of the applications that regular consumers need, um, has a Mac version, and if you do need it for work, then you probably have a PC to run it at. Work. Yeah,
0: um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting one for some work PC work PC users who use Macs, because uh, there's been a lot of people like that, and I think that has been the fact that you could run Windows software on them as well has been a useful crutch for some businesses. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how how that's approached. But the thing is, is that yeah, from a, from a Windows perspective now, Microsoft Office on here it works fine it works you know as like everything else i've just been talking about the first time you load it up i mean the first time you ever load it up because it caches the binaries um there's a delay as it does that translation and one thing that was slightly weirded me out is the first time i, uh, I think Microsoft word was the first thing i tried that i knew was definitely intel uh and it didn't run the first time and i i, I thought well, what's going on here is this is this a problem and actually a little window popped up and it was hidden behind uh, my web because I switched straight to my web browser after I started Word. It was hidden behind my web browser and it actually said, um, you need Rosetta to to run this application. Do you want me to install it? Right? So when I found that and clicked it, then it installed and it all started working. I thought to myself, why is Rosetta not already there? (laughs) Who's going yeah, to buy one of these machines and never run an Intel application? <laughs> so why isn't Rosetta just built in? But whatever. Um, yeah, so the first time you, you find it up, it bounced for it quite a few more than you would normally expect. But then after it was running, it was perfect. The, the version of Microsoft applications for Office that are on um, Mac now are easily the equivalent of uh, anything on Windows. So you've got those applications you can run those on the M1. Most of the applications most people run now kind of run in the web. And so you can do that on a MacBook just the same way as you can on a regular PC. So there right. are, unless you've got really old legacy applications, there are very few things that many people will need Windows for unless they're running specialized. I, for instance, run Visio. So you can't get Visio. For the Mac, it's never been—it's never been done for the Mac. But actually, nowadays, you subscribe to Office 365 and you subscribe to Visio. You can actually run a pretty good version of Visio on on the web, you know, as a web application. So, uh, you know, again, there are far fewer reasons to have to run Windows applications than there were. But if you need it, you need it, and if you need it, you can't have one of
1: these. Right. Yeah. And I think if you need it, need it, you probably don't have one of those on any. Chipset, you probably have a Windows PC, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mo- most people I would imagine would do that, you know, they would, yeah. um, yeah, it's one of the reasons that I haven't upgraded to Big Sur on my machine yet. I'm worried about compatibility, yeah, and stability. Uh, I'm I really want to, it has some really cool features, and I like the look and feel of it. Uh, but the I, I keep coming back to the fact that okay, so. What are the apps that I hundred percent have to use? Well, I use Chrome a lot, and that's simply because um, it saves all my passwords, and I just don't feel like moving over, going into yeah. Um, And I also use Chrome at work, so it's my account. You know, everything is the same. But
0: this runs Chrome fine.
1: That's one exactly. Yeah, and and Um, and in fact, I'm talking about Big Sur here, not not necessarily your machine. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, The other one is Garage Band that I record the podcast in. No problem. Um music, which I use to uh convert our show after you send me your copy, that's gonna work just fine. Um I use Levelator. That's gonna I think that works just yeah, fine in yeah. big server. Yeah. It could, um, yeah, because I, now, I it I've here. heard that Plex can have some issues. And I use Plex Media Server. Yeah. So I'm a little bit leery on that. Um my other thing, though, quite honestly, is I have my picture library on an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. It's too big to put on the SSD in the Mac. So when I launch photos, most of the time it knows to go to that external hard drive and, and load it from there. And that external hard drive is also backed up, by yeah. the way. Um, and that's the other thing is Carbon Copy Cloner. Yeah, that um, that's a big one, actually. That and SuperDuper. That's duper. a big one, but it's still, it's still backing up just fine and i'm not using no really i'm not <laughs> using, um i'm not <laughs> i'm not using carbon copy cloner to make a clone of my internal hard drive to be able to boot from it i'm using time machine for yeah. that which will work just fine under big sur uh, but my fear is photos won't see and i'm going to have an issue trying to import the photos or it's going to want to put it on the same hard drive yeah. which i don't want it to do so I don't really have a, a valid excuse not to, but I'm kind of waiting for an update to Big Sur and a couple of key apps. I do want them to fix um, Carbon Copy Cloner. That's yeah. I, I rely on that to back up all my media stuff, and, all my yeah. pictures, all my music, all my videos.
0: That was an interesting one for me because uh, I mentioned I sold the MacBook Pro. So what I did yeah. was um, I have a 2014 11-inch MacBook Air. Yeah, so what I did was I uh, used um, SuperDuper to actually clone my MacBook Pro to an external drive and then Migration Assistant to put that on the MacBook Air so that I had a MacBook to use if um, the M1 MacBook wasn't very good for me, you know. So I, then I'd be able to return it and uh, and I would yeah. have a I have a Mac to, to do my show stuff on and do whatever I needed to do. As I said, up until recently, I haven't been using the Mac that often, so... Um, but now I'm using a lot more because with the battery life on this thing, I can just pick it up whenever I want and it's always ready to go. So, um, I cloned it to the MacBook air using super, uh, using a super duper image. Uh, and then, so be- when I, when I had noticed that the, uh, M1 MacBook air was on its way, um, I re updated my image from the, from the 11 inch to the drive ready for migration assistant. Yeah. um, and, uh, but, but in the meantime, that, well, that's what I wanted to do. But in the meantime, I'd upgraded that machine to, um, Big Sur. Yeah. Cause I knew that I was going to migrate from that image to Big Sur on the M1 MacBook Air. Cause that's what so it comes to. It's going to be
1: easier to go Big Sur to Big Sur. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> and then I go to Super Duper and I can't. It doesn't work. And I think, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, and then I go on the Super Duper website and it says, oh, yeah, by the way, this doesn't work on Big Sur. And the reason is apparently the APIs that, um, that Big, that um, super duper and Carbon Copy Cloner needs to be able to get to the right level of drive access under APFS weren't finalized yep. until literally just before Big Sur came out. So there was no yep. way they could even start development on it until
1: the final version of... I know Carbon Copy Cloner has a beta that they say is works and it seems pretty stable, but they haven't released an official update Yeah, yet. but,
0: you know, this is your computer drive. Do you want to met- trust exactly. it to a beta?
1: <laughs> You know? that's, that's why I haven't updated exactly. So I, um, actually what par, I ended up having, Part of me just wants to just go ahead and do it because yeah. I think it's going to be fine. I don't think yeah. I'm going to have any issues, but I'm still a little bit scared about it. Uh, what I
0: ended up doing with my migration is that um, I wiped my super-duper image and I time-machine the 11-inch air. And then well, a,
1: that's what I was going to say. Then I would have just simply put another drive yeah. in there, time-machined it, and then used time-machine So migration. Though
0: apparently I, I'm now told... Um, I I saw afterwards I could have used the USB cable to actually do it. Um, I've never done that before, so I wouldn't have known to do that. But apparently I've, now you can just plug too. a USB C cable between the two machines yeah, and it sees it and and yeah. and then the migration assistant will will move
1: directly off the drive. But whatever you know, Time
0: Machine yep. didn't take long. It was
1: easy. So. Well, that's my saving grace as I have been backing up the entire internal hard drive to a time machine and like I said, my important stuff, my pictures, my music and, and my video libraries are all on external drives which are also backed up. So, worst case scenarios I just, you know, revert back. migrate, migrate back yeah, here. revert well, I can't I don't think you can go back once you get to Big Sur, I don't think you can go back. Right, but you'd have to wipe that
0: partition and and right. put new. But the problem is, so here's the difficulty. That used to be a really easy thing to do, but now yep. that we all have APFS, what you see in the drive tools for your drive isn't really what it's like. And right, I, I I've got to be honest. Messing with drive partitions now under APFS terrifies me because I'm always worried yep. I'm going to delete something that APFS needs
1: to operate and it's going to
0: hose the yep. entire drive.
1: That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So I've been hesitant. Um, I, I think i ni- I'm 98% sure I can go ahead and upgrade a big CERN. I'm not going to have any issues, but I, I think I'm just going to wait to 11.1 and then do yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: I think that's fair enough. And you, you mentioned about, you know, me being brave, going to the first generation of right. a new chip. Yep. Um, I, I was, in terms of the build of the machine, you know, this is the same chassis that they've been doing the MacBook Air yeah. for two, three years now. It no longer has the um, butterfly keyboard; it has regular keyboard again, which is nice. Um, Thank
1: goodness.
0: I'm reasonably comfortable that the hardware in the machine should not have any problems, because yeah, as I said, they've been building these machines for a few years now. It's not like it's if it had been a brand new um, chassis design, I would have probably not done it because been burnt too many times with that. Um yep. you know, I'm and the M the whole M1 motherboard and everything is it's very very closely related to what they do for the iPads, which have been rock yep. solid for years. So I felt yep. it was it wasn't too much of a of a risk. I probably will do um uh what's it called, Apple Care Plus on this just because it's a laptop and I might break it. Um you know, but uh, but I'm no, I'm really really pleased with it, and as I say, it's I I think it's probably uh, the best Mac I've ever had, which I I think is great. One thing that really uh, I thought this was a re- the fact this seamlessness, the fact that you can just run anything and it just works in the main, is is really for me what what amazes me about what Apple have pulled off here,
1: because you know this is That's, that is probably one, and I don't think they're going to get enough credit for yeah. this. That is an engineering marvel to take compiled code for one processor not emulate that in a different environment but to actually translate it to run natively on the new environment Uh, and then is and and to work as fast and as flawless as it does that is to me anyways the story of this translation transition yeah from intel to the m chips yeah that's that's the big thing right there and that's going to go away in five years when you just don't need it anymore. exactly
0: yeah and so yeah this is i mean this today this is the fastest mac you can buy i mean it literally is the fastest mac you can buy the entry yeah. level 999 macbook air yeah the the, the other yeah. ones are slightly faster but the whole range is is faster than anything apple sells i mean it, it will it will on some benchmarks it'll go so so with the imac pro yeah. yeah. So that I crazy. mean it is crazy but this is at the same time this is also the slowest M1 MacBook that Apple will ever make because they will only get yes. faster. So exactly. the sky's the limit. There's two things for me. First of all this mean this really demonstrates I mean the the idea that Apple is not behind the Mac is dead. They have obviously put so much yes. time and money into this that the Mac is is has got many good long years ahead of
1: it. They've been saying it for a long yeah. time but there's other people Guy Searle was one that always just kind of insisted that they're going to get rid of the Mac and it's going to merge with iOS and it's not going to happen. They're going to take the best of iOS and bring it to the Mac, yeah. especially being able to uh, run iPhone applications, which we will talk about in a future episode yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, but... it, it <laughs> They're 100% committed to the Mac. Yeah. They, the biggest fans of the Mac is Apple. That's right,
0: yeah. And, and they've, they've said as well, everything they make for iOS, they do on a Mac. So, you know, they yeah. need the Macs for that. The other thing yep. that, as I said, going back to this seamlessness, that really is what, what's impressed me the most. You get the power, you get the incredible battery life, and none of your software runs slower yeah and in most cases it runs faster what really demonstrated this for me is that the weekend after i got this uh charlotte my daughter came to me she said she had to do um she had to do some homework where she needed to have to make a model of a of a cell you know a kind of a plant cell or an animal cell or something she says how we're going to do that and i i said we've had that 3d printer unboxed we've never opened it um up upstairs up for about, about over a year i said let's break it out and let's see if we can make a 3d print model of uh, of a cell for you i thought it'd be a fun project for an afternoon we set it up together we had a great a lot of fun actually putting the prints together and getting it working figuring out how it's going to work it's got chinese instructions so um there were a few crucial things they hadn't mentioned so our first few prints weren't that successful we got it figured out and i did a very very nice model of a cell um, in red plastic for her to take in for school. But the thing is, the software... Now, bear in mind, this bo- this machine's been sat in a box for a year, yeah? The software that um, you need to drive the printer, the drivers, the software you need to actually pull models down off the internet, from thingiverse, convert them, and then print them on the, uh, on the 3D printer. It's an entry-level 3D printer. It's not like a, a fancy one by any stretch of the imagination. But all of that is Intel software. I ran it on my Mac. I didn't break the Windows machine out. And it just worked. You know, I, you never would have known. I was, u- I was using a brand new, new architecture Mac as far as this, you know, printer that's, that, as I say, is not current in my new stretch of the imagination. It's been sat in a box for a year. Um, and God knows when it was actually launched before I bought it. Um, and, it amazing. and it just worked. Yeah, it was no problem at all. Absolutely no problem at all.
1: So with that we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. We really do appreciate you guys listening to us ramble for an hour. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com or you can go to Facebook or Twitter and find Tech Fan Podcast on both those platforms. Um of course you can always simply log or go to mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com and leave a comment in the show notes and we will uh, find it there as well. In fact if you go to techfan.com, uh, techfanpodcast.com, right at the top of the page, and it's sticky so it'll always stay up there, is a new player that Apple provided to podcasters that show um, like the top you know, five episodes or the latest uh, five episodes in a player right in the web browser. You can use your phone, iPad, Mac, doesn't matter. Um, it's right at the top of techfanpodcast.com and you can listen to the show right there. You don't even have to subscribe if you don't That's want really to. That's really cool, actually. It, why, why, why would you want to? <laughs> I don't know anybody would. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's been 10 years. Yeah, uh, I, but you with know, that, yeah
0: I, I I, always appreciate the fact that people are prepared to waste an hour of their week listening to <laughs>
1: waste is the optimal <laughs> word there David I will see you next week on Geeks Pub where we're going to be geeking out about um, the current season of Star Trek as well as um, you know some of the movies that's come out recently and of course we got to hit our favorite topic The Mandalorian because it's been uh, amazing <laughs> yeah. and we'll have three episodes to talk to at that point Yeah. Um, but I will see you next week my friend see you then